Welcome to Talking Mom to Mom. This is a production of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. My name is Lindsay and my co-host, whom you will meet shortly, is Rochelle. We are two moms on the opposite side of the same coin. Between the two of us, we have children at every age and stage and hope to inspire those homeschool moms who need to pick me up in their busy schedule, busy just like us. We have come to realize that the best way to approach this sanctifying work of motherhood is with a good dose of humor and humility. Thank you for joining us today. Now let's get on with the show. Hello, everybody. This is Rochelle from Talking Mom to Mom, and this is our episode 15. Today, we are going to be answering a listener question that we got. Uh, those of you who have listened to us have um, been aware that we have asked for people to go ahead and email us if they ever have any questions, and that we might later use it on a podcast. And that is exactly what we're doing today, is we have picked a question that we feel a lot of uh, mothers have, a lot of you know, that it's something that's very popular, something that we think a lot of people might want to hear about. So go ahead, Lindsay, let us know what that question is for today. Sure. Okay, it is, how do you teach your girls to dress modestly when there's so much over-sexualization everywhere you turn, which I think we are all definitely trying to overcome, am I right? <laughs> uh, right, right. It's a good question. It's a good question because... So much, I get that you get used to things. For those of you who have been parenting for a while and you've gone through a few girls, because <laughs> I've got one that's um, 19 and one that's um, 8, it, it, you notice that as the times change, what we view as what would have been conservative or modest dress changes because we're so used to seeing as a shirt, or oh my goodness, I can't, as a shorts and the skirts get shorter, we kind of say, well, I mean, they used to be like, okay, well, you can wear it as long as it's below the knee, but now that everybody's wearing it above the knee, well, as long as it's in the middle, you're, you know what I mean? You're always changing the type of clothing because you get used to seeing used to seeing something, and then when it gets worse, it's like, well, but that other thing was better than this. <laughs> so it's like, well, and it's hard, too, when you go to the store and they – the stuff that they sell on the racks, it's not exactly easy to find stuff that, you know, is modest anymore either. And that's even for the little kids. We have some real yes. problems for my soon-to-be nine-year-old trying to find her modest clothes because they just make it, you know, younger and younger. They're, they try and make them look older. So right, right. It is because I used to have it where I wanted my girls to wear their shorts at a certain length because, you know, they're always moving around and they're dancing around and I didn't want the shorts to go up too high. And I know some people don't even allow shorts, but in our house we did allow shorts, but we did want them to be at a certain length. And as the years have worn on, it's harder and harder to find what I feel is an appropriate length. I, I have my 12-year-old that would, she'll show me and I'm like, oh my goodness, no, that is just way too short. Either it's a dress or it's a skirt or it's whatever and um then we go back to the rack and i try to find an alternative and there isn't one they're all like that and i'm like what in the world <laughs> they're like I, she's like what am i supposed to do they're all like this well you can't it just takes a lot of looking but it is discouraging because when you're looking through these racks and you're looking at what the kids think 
I mean, my 12-year-old and 9-year-old have a little bit of a different view um, when they see something of what would be modest or immodest or what they're saying, oh, mom won't allow this, than what my 19-year-old did had because my 19-year-old, there was a lot back then. There was, it seemed like there were more, just more options then. It was still, we still had the same problems where they were trying to dress kids older than they were, but I, I still felt like I was finding a little more options at that point, and now I feel like it's more difficult. I, I don't know why, but I do feel like when I'm looking at, especially the length of shorts, I'm just finding that much more difficult to get the length that I want. I don't want my children bending over, and you can see any kind of, you know, where their underwear would hit. I mean, that's just crazy to me. That's just not what we deem as appropriate. So right. I find that very difficult. Well, and every family has their own rules, like we said, you know, of what's appropriate and what's not. Some people, you know, do skirts only and others um, choose, you know, like we both allow our kids to wear shorts but like them to be different lengths. Um, and I was really thankful the Bermuda shorts, is that what they're called, that that style came yeah. back. Because <laughs> at least we can yeah. find that hits towards the knee. <laughs> That's what right. I try. If I yeah. find a pair of Bermuda shorts, we buy a whole bunch of the different colors just to be able to, and in all different sizes because we've got six kids coming up. So, you know, I, I'll pass them back and forth in between. <laughs> but it is hard to find, you know, so if you, find, if you find a good product and it's a bunch of different colors, I really just recommend going ahead and buying out a lot. <laughs> yeah, because you might not find it again. You know, you really, really might not. I just bought a pair of Bermuda. Bermuda shorts for my um, eight going to be nine year old, and I, and she's happy with them. She doesn't care, but my twelve year old she gets hot so easily. That girl would walk around in a bikini if I let her like every day just because she gets so hot. She's like, but it's so hot, it's so hot. So I'm like, well, you're gonna have to deal with it. <laughs> That's the way it is. <laughs> well, speaking of even thinking of it though. as style. Yeah, speaking of bikini swimsuits, it's getting to be swimsuit shopping season, and those are so hard to shop for kids for. But the way we do it, there are modest swimsuit uh, places online, but it, where it looks like a top and skirt. But if you just want to buy from a regular store, we have really taken advantage of the swim shorts that they have, and so we get our children um, and the what is the surfer short sleeve top that they make? So we actually oh, yeah, get yeah. Yep. We end up get we look specifically for our kids where it has like the surfer top, um, so it's short sleeve and like a little turtleneck or something on it, and then the shorts that go with. And that's been a very modest swimsuit for for our kids. And then of course as a mom of six, I'm always trying to find something that will cover as much of me as possible. <laughs> 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 you know, when we went to, uh, recently we went to a homeschool convention, and my daughter, my, the 12-year-old, she needed a swimsuit. She loves to swim. She absolutely loves it. She's like a junior certified lifeguard. It's like her thing. So, um, but she needed a new, because she wears them out. So she needed a new one. And I was like, I was just running ragged. And so this is why I recommend, if you're going to look for swimsuits, you might want to give yourself as much time as possible because oh, I true. said, 
Yeah, because I told her, I said, you know what, we'll look when we get there. Because, I mean, the, the convention is only 45 minutes from our house. We had a little bit of time. I mean, we stayed overnight because of the few nights that we were there. But I said, oh, it's only a 45. Let's just drive, get out there, we'll run to the store, and then we'll head out to the convention because it was at the Sandusky um, Water Park. So um, then we get there, and we're looking, and we're looking, and I'm like, and I keep having to tell her no. I felt so bad, but I'm like, no. No, no, no. And she's at the age where she's 12, so she's wearing more of, she's not wearing, like, little girl stuff. She can fit into, um, like, smalls for women's smalls. And so it's like it was just almost impossible to find something. And we finally, finally I said, okay, let's go to Dick's. It's a sporting goods store. They'll probably, because she wanted something plain. But everything, she they have, that, like, that netting or that sheer material yeah. that's all up the mm-hmm. sides. It's like from the front, I thought, okay, this is a good one, and t- but the size were, and she's only 12. I don't personally, you know, I don't, you know, if you're an adult, you can choose whatever you feel comfortable in, but I don't think my 12-year-old, in my estimation, should be wearing that. That's, that's just me. I, I mean, if, I see a lot of things, and honestly, I don't really think too much of it when I see children wearing whatever. It really doesn't mean anything to me. I'm just thinking about this one child that's in front of me. So if you're thinking, I don't don't think if you're out there, oh no, they're being, you know, that we're being judgmental because honestly we're not. We're thinking about our own children because we know everybody has different ideas. And but we finally went to Dick's and I ended up getting her ended up getting her a Nike one. It was a one piece is what she preferred. And she can't do the two piece and a lot of having a lot of shorts or a lot because she swims all the time and she's you know going you know she's doing our whole lifeguard stuff and a lot of that just doesn't work well with her so she says but and she wants to be in competitions and stuff so she wants to wear the athletic ones and have a plane and and so we found her a plain Nike one but it was so expensive and I only bought it because of her love for swimming otherwise if she didn't if she wasn't into that I would have been like you're just gonna have to wait. Because it was just expensive. I had wished oh, yeah. that I that I would not have waited. And as we're approaching summer now, a lot of times we put that off either financially. I know for me sometimes I put that off because I'm like, well, just wait for this check. Just wait. We don't really need it right now. But if you're looking to buy a swimsuit, I suggest you do it early uh, if you're looking to buy regular well, even stores. In the I mean, fall. online. In the fall, though, if you uh, we're talking about this now in the spring, so this doesn't help. But if you catch, you know, the fall sales, the clearance sales, then um, it, you actually get some really good deals. I've done that before. Um, you have to be diligent to actually go and look and try and. Uh, you'll have to pick and choose between you know what's left, <laughs> so hopefully you can get the right sizes and everything. But I've gotten some very good deals on swimsuits um, at the end of the day. Right. And, and you know the thing when when it's a really kind of a difficult question to answer when someone asks us because it is because Lindsay and I have written it's the heart not the hemline. Um, it's a common thing for people to ask us about modesty because we were in a unit study based on that topic. So, but we're always very careful because we each have our different ideas. I mean, Lindsay and I are very we're like. We have very much the same ideas on a lot of things. That's that's how we became friends. <laughs> but we do have a lot of the same ideas. But we are not – we understand that other people do have other ideas. We believe that, you know, it's it's the head of the household. If your father says that you, if he's prayed up and he's, you know, says that something is okay, 
then we're not here to tell you that he's wrong. You know, we're not here to tell you that you're wrong. We're not here to tell you that if, you know, your child wears this, that you, you know, get rid of it all the way, you know, wearing certain things. I mean, my daughter, she has um, several friends, and it seems like we all have her parents and, I, you know, they're all little different things that they allow and they don't allow. And it could be from a lot of different kinds of things. I mean, it's from length of shorts, from wearing those little cute little rompers that they have out now that are real popular, or to wearing leggings under certain dresses or not. And even, and these are wonderful, beautiful, godly girls raised in godly homes. And we, all of us have a little bit of a different idea of how modesty is to be presented. So it, how it's to be presented, we're not saying that you're, you know, you're ungodly or you're wrong if you're listening and you're like, well, but my kid wears that kind of swimsuit or, I mean, or my kid does, you know, we're not saying that. It's, it's the last thing we're saying. What you have to do is delve into our study to really understand because it's not about, even though clothing, of course, is a part of modesty, obviously. It's, it's the, the big one. I mean, it, how you present yourself. What does it look like to others? If somebody looks at you, what, are they going to see you? Are they going to see Christ? Or are they going to see someone who's trying to get attention for the wrong reasons? You know, what are they seeing when they see you? Of course, that's a part of it. But Lindsay and I focused on heart of modesty because rules are one thing. I can give my children rules all day long. And I can easily implement clothing rules with my 12-year-old and my um, eight-year-old because they live in my house. They're not adults. I'm the one that buys their clothing. I also have a 19-year-old. She buys her own clothes. She's out of the house. She's in college now. And what if, you know, when I see her picking clothes, when I see what she decides to do in her own life, you see, that's where we're getting, we're raising, telling, trying to tell these children how to be, how to honor God through your personal appearance and other things, not just appearance, because modesty is not just about your appearance. There's a lot of ways that we can express our modesty. And modesty isn't always about covering. Sometimes it's about taking certain things off, because a lot of times when we wear certain things to get attention, if that attention is drawn and taken away from Christ and put into something else, like, you know, certain labels or flashy jewelry, and I'm not against jewelry. I love jewelry. It's just an example of how you're representing what do people see. When they see you, are they seeing Christ? Because not our own. We were bought with a price. We, we are to represent Christ. And when they see us, is that what we see? Is that what people are seeing? No, you cannot combat what everyone sees and how they view things. Of course you can't. But we have to do our best. And usually that standard is based on the standard that your husband and you place in your own home. So for those who are wondering, but how do I even get there? That's why we wrote that book. We wrote that book to help people learn, where do we start? Where's the heart of it? I can give rules. But when my daughter's 19 and she walks in the house, am I proud of what she's wearing and what she chose? You know, my 19-year-old still understands how to pick clothes that honor God. She didn't just fly off the handle and decide to do whatever she wants because she hated rules. And she doesn't like rules. She's a good rule follower. You know, she's obedient. But don't mistake that obedience for someone who's going to, when they no longer have to be under your thumb, that they're still going to follow those rules because they don't have to. So instead of just having her be obedient, we had to train her heart. So in her heart, 
she's picking how she's presenting herself and knowing that she's also presenting Christ when she shows herself. And what does she think is the proper way to do that? And, you know, I'm, there are times that I'm sure that somebody might disagree and say, you know what, I don't know, that skirt might be a little short because my 19-year-old doesn't make sure that her, all her skirts go below her knee. I always think she looks cute. I'm never, her father and I are never upset with anything that she wears. But people have their different ideas. We have to just say it's about the heart. So and Lizzie did a fabulous job. You'll have to read her chapters. She did a fabulous job talking about what more than modesty, more than clothing, because once we get to that heart, you're going to find that your child is going to want to manifest that. Once they fall in love with Jesus and they, they have that heart for pleasing him, it's going to come out in their clothing choices. It's going to come out when they understand that. You know, it's going to come out when you say, don't wear that skirt, it's too short. But then you say, well, what do you think? Is it holy? Is it honoring God for you to wear that? How do you, would you view that? You know, have those kinds of conversations. Get them thinking when they're looking at clothing, what's the purpose of me wearing this, this skirt? What's the purpose of me wearing this dress? How would somebody look at me? How would, you know, blah, 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 blah. You know, get them well, thinking about And I about do want to say my one of my favorite parts about the book is the fact that we have the – uh, set up where it, it for the conversation between mother and daughter because I think that that it, it's it's set up to where you do it together and this is for eight to fourteen year olds um, and it's just it makes for a good conversation starter and we ha- and you can outline your personal family's rules for your child and then invite her into a conversation about how that looks. Um, and so I, that's, I just love that, that it's, it's a good conversation starter and that's what it's meant for is to guide you through that conversation and allow, and it, there's flexibility to allow you to impress upon your own beliefs. Right. Yeah. We have a little section where you can write, uh, where they get to keep it, a little journal and you can write what mom thinks, what dad thinks. So it's something they can keep. And of course we have verses for them to memorize and, um, that type of thing. But what other, we, we talked about other things than just clothing because it's a bigger issue than just clothes. We, we have found, we found as we've matured and as how we want to raise our kids is to pit, do what they believe God would want them to do and dress how they believe God would want them to dress. And that may look different to different people, but we're trying to get to the heart. We're not trying to be legalistic. So we've talked about other things. What was some of the things, I think you talked about speech, right? Yes, how how we speak, and that was a great chapter. Tell us a little bit about that. Well, uh, we all know that um, I think that we have to be careful in how how we talk, and a lot of that I have learned throughout the years. I have to be careful how I talk because that example as a mom, <laughs> you know, impresses upon my children how, how they should then in turn act. And when we are training up ladies, we uh, want to, them how to be confident, you know, about them, themselves and their attitude, uh, but also use speech in a proper way to uh, glorify God. Um, when we know right. gossiping and just uh, a child from a young age, both through your example and through word, how to, to not be a gossip, how to honor God in their speech, how to honor others and lift people up. Um, those are all important things. And I really, um, the the longer I'm a mom, I realize how much my children hear me 
and and copy what I do. And so they hear if I am speaking bitterness, if I am speaking about other people, um, you know, they they imitate that. And so uh, a lot of this is, you know, teaching your child, but also it's a little bit of a self-assessment, I think, don't you? Right, right. I, I agree. I, I agree. Uh, speech was always, the, the speaking was always something that I struggled with. My mother used to always say to me, it's not what you say, it's how you say it, when I'd get in trouble for something. She'd always say that. And I used to think, I mean, my response to her was like, well, then you don't have to be so sensitive. <laughs> I mean, what a thing to say. Obviously, I was not ready to hear what she was saying. That was really immature. So I'm thinking, but people are just so sensitive. People are just so sensitive. But what you say and how you say it are, are very important. And I learned that the hard way a lot of times when I was told I had a sharp tongue and when some people didn't necessarily feel endeared to me because they were afraid that I might say something or they were afraid of how I would say it. And so I had to learn that it, how important that really was because I, I, it wasn't as if I was trying to be cruel or trying to be sharp. I was just not taking into account, you know, I wasn't really taking into account other people's feelings. I'm not a person that gets offended easily. And the thing is, it's not about us, is it? It's not really about us. And I had to learn how to speak properly and to be encouraging. And that feedback I got from that was so much better, and it's what I wanted. So, I mean, I wanted people to feel encouraged and not discouraged after they got done talking to me. <laughs> but how do you speak <laughs> to your parents and obedience and I mean, you can have a, a girl looks picture perfect, and if she is disrespectful to her parents, if she's disrespectful to those in authority, if she says things that take your focus off God, then where did where's the success? Where's the victory in that? Well, if, and if she's you just have following a, a set of rules. Girl, if you have a beautiful girl who has an ugly heart. It's uh, that doesn't make her beautiful for sure. <laughs> so <laughs> we right, really want right. to train our children as to what true beauty is, and that that's Jesus Christ. Um, I was actually a, a quote that I like from uh, John MacArthur. He's a pastor. Um, it's how does a woman discern the some in line between proper dress and dressing to be the center of attention? It starts in the intent of the heart. A woman should examine her motives and goals. The way she dresses is her grace and beauty of woman. Is it God or is it call attention to flaunt her beauty? Or worse, to attempt to allure men sexually. Woman who focuses on worshiping God will consider dress because her heart will dictate her words of appearance. And that quote right there is really just the heart of the book. Is it? It's not about the hemline. It's not about exactly what you're wearing. It's about what you're, what is in your heart, and that comes out through your appearance and your speech. So, and and then the way you act and treat people, and that's that's the heart is is Christ, is what we're right. getting at, and, and cover just developing all of those. Yes. And developing that relationship between the mom and the daughter, I think, is just so important because it isn't that I, that's our first uh, introduction as a child to to dressing ourselves. And I don't know if you ever played with your mom's makeup, but I remember 
digging into her makeup drawers and, and dressing up. And, you know, then as we get older, then yes, then kids are bombarded by scenes from our culture. Um, and it's just, it's, it's bringing them back and, and showing them what a proper Christian worldview is um, to view this world through. And I, I think that that's an important thing, and, and you can need to start as early as possible. Yes, I agree. The earlier, the better, because it's something that will not be easy to combat. I mean, if you're starting and you have a child that's older, it, it's worth starting. It's worth starting at any age. But if you have the opportunity uh, to start at a younger age, that is highly recommended. It is a lot easier to explain these things and ha- let them get the time to have these things, you know, firm up in their, you know, in their brain and think about it before they get around and they say, but she wears it, why can't I wear it? And you're still going to get that also. I mean, I still get that for my 12-year-old because she was like, so-and-so wears makeup, why can't I do that? Or so-and-so wears this and why can't I do that? Or, you know, and it's, it's a really difficult thing because I, I wanted to explain to her why without insulting her friend. You know, because that's not what I'm trying to do. I'm not trying to say there's something wrong with her friend. Her her parents have allowed her to wear makeup. Well, she's also a little older, but her parents have allowed her to wear makeup. They allow her to wear um, certain things that maybe I don't allow until 13 or whatever. So, you know, it's just one of those things like, okay, well, I don't want to speak against them, you know, because it's their own thing. You know, that's their house. This is our house. This is what we do. Their house, I'm not here to say what's right or what's wrong. That's not up to me. So, but you're going to get that. You're going to get that pushback that you don't, you might get it anyway, but if they've been trained up, then you can remind them and they they listen a little bit better. You know, they will listen a little bit better. And I've I've seen that with even my, my oldest. Like, she's she's a very headstrong young woman, always has been. But she's a rule follower because she's smart enough to know that if she's under authority, she follows that authority, which is a good thing. But she's a a big rule follower or big headstrong, very headstrong. But with her, because she was so headstrong, as she was growing up, I was constantly asking her, well, what do you think would be the right thing to do? And if she messed up, I'd say, well, you're smart enough to know that this was wrong. You know, you're smart enough to know that I don't have to tell you that. What do you think should happen? Now, we're talking about a child as they get, you know, older, junior high, high school. And, you know, when I put it on that, when you try to treat them like an adult and they have to think of it that way, that would always change how she would view things. So if we got to a point where she wanted to wear something or do something that we did not or say something, violate any of those modesty ideas that we have because again modesty is not just about clothing it's about your heart how you present yourself how you're speaking how you behave with others you know and if i had to say anything to her then she'd understand and she'd change and she's still like that when she did she if she knows that there's something that her father and i are completely against she doesn't do it she still to this day even though she could if she wanted you know, she's she's an adult, and we were always very big on raising our kids to be those adults, but adults that raise or that honor Christ, because we eventually that's what we all want, right? We want our children to do what we would like them to do, even when we're not around, right? And I think exactly. the only way to really do that is when we train their heart. 
the rules give them a guideline. So you can train their heart and still give whatever modesty rules you feel are appropriate for your home, you know, whatever they are, and, and teach them that it's respectful for them to follow those rules because God gave your children to you. Your child needs to know that God is, he, he, knows, he knows what he's doing. He gave you to these parents. That's what you can tell them. I'm here because God gave you to me. So God had to have known that how I would parent you is the right way. It may not be the same way as someone else. But right here, right now, if, you're, if you have parents that are, that are, you know, following Christ and they give these what, the rules that they feel is appropriate, those are the rules that your child is expected to follow and not expected to discard. They're, it's not okay for them to not follow them. It's not okay for them to challenge you. It's okay for them to ask a question. It's okay for them to ask you why the rule is there. It is not okay for them to challenge you. That is disrespectful, and that also, when we talk about modest speech and talk about modest behavior, that's going to violate that. Because I don't mind if my child asks me a question, like, well, why can't I do this? But if you keep going on about it or you whine about it or you bad attitude, that's disrespectful. That's wrong. Because these rules were set forth to you by the person that's in charge, that has godly, that is divinely in charge over you. So... It is not for you to question. Even well, and ultimately, for for those who might have a wandering child, of course, we we all know that the only one who changes the heart is the Holy Spirit. And so, always, always, from the time your children are born, or even in the womb, <laughs> pray over your children that the Lord would would um, lead them to faith in Him and reveal Himself to them, so that they might obey and follow the Word of God. So I think that that's always just important to remember that we we can definitely train and try and instill these rules um, and, you know, instill our hearts and what we believe from an early age. And mo- more often than not, children do follow, um, you know, what their children – or, sorry, children do follow what their parents have set forth um, for them and, you know, teach from a young age, but at at the same time, just understanding that um, we are not the Holy Spirit <laughs> either, and so, right, right. so we get we give this instruction and pray that God will will guide them to to the truth as well and lead them to faith and obedience to Him. Right, that's what it's all about: guiding our children's hearts to Jesus. And a lot of these things get compartmentalized because we talk about different things like clothing or what to watch on TV, or a lot of other little things we compartmentalize. But it really doesn't have to be that complicated. It just has to be the idea of is it pleasing to, to, to Christ? Is, is this what we should be doing? Is it edifying? You know, is it edifying? Is it expedient? Is it what? I mean, asking the right questions as far as those, those areas like clothing. And it's, it's actually that's what I just learned in church. <laughs> was about that, about the idea of we're trying to please Christ. We're not just trying to follow a set of rules, and especially with our children. Yes, we may have to set these rules because we're the parents and rules give those guidelines and those boundaries. They're important. But we do have to train them as we're going that it is about Christ. So when they are on their own, 
when they think about doing anything or when challenges, they're faced with challenges or decisions, that they make those decisions based on what Christ would have them do and what is pleasing to him. And, and that's what its part at the hemline is all about. It's about training well, the and heart. I, do, I don't know if we actually shared where people can get this <laughs> on our website at Talking Mom to Mom, the number two. Uh, so TalkingMomToMom.com forward slash shop. <laughs> is where you can actually go and, and read more about this and and get it. Yeah, read more about it. And if you have any questions about that product, uh, we do have other products if your child's a little young for that. Uh, we do have a few other things there for you that, to help train them up. We have the ABCs. We have the princess training. We have, we have a few other things that are specifically created to help train the heart of the child from a very young age up until the heart, not the hemline, which is, it is for girls, but it's for, you know, what is it, 8 to 14, so it goes a little bit older. And, um, but then we have the, for the smaller kids as well. So there's a lot to see at, um, in the little shop on TalkingMomToMom.com, so head on out there and take a look at it. And we're, we're very thankful that we had that question. It's a question that we know a lot of people have, and it's a question that we, Obviously, enjoy talking about it. We wrote a whole book on it. So <laughs> we hope that you enjoyed this, and we hope that you'll get a chance to take a look at that book, and maybe you'll, you know, share that lesson. It, it is designed to be done with a parent, but um, the child can read the lessons on her own as well if that works out better for you. We we tried to make it where it was interactive. That was the point, but the child can definitely read the lessons and answer the questions on her own, and then you can discuss that later. So go ahead and see how it's laid out, and you can make it work for your family as a family study or one-on-one -on -one study. So, But thank you again. And, it, again, if you have any questions, please um, email us at info at talkingmomtomom.com, and then maybe we will answer your question on one of our next podcasts. But until then, have a great day, and we will see you soon. Thank you for listening to Talking Mom to Mom with Lindsay and Rochelle. Talking Mom to Mom is a production of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network.